All right, so uh, you're listening to Ali Lee on the Roots Rock Riot Show here on Lionheart Radio. And with me right now, I have American singer-songwriter Josh Harty. Hello. Good, e- uh, good evening. Good afternoon, in fact. We're sitting here <laughs> in the afternoon recording this because uh, Josh is playing in Berwick tonight at the Barrels Ale House. Uh, and you'll have just enough time to get along there tonight, in fact, if you're listening to this now. So uh, do so after you've listened to this great interview, hopefully, and a couple of tracks. So, Josh, uh, first of all, how's the tour been going? The tour's been really good. Um, we're uh, just tomorrow. No, today marks three weeks. And uh, everything's been been good. Knock, knock on wood. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and this is the second time that you've visited the UK, isn't it? it? It is. We were over just about exactly a year ago last year and uh, had a great... I think every most of the dates, too, are lining up almost right within a week of where they were last year. Um, so we didn't learn last year, and as it gets colder, we're going north. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and are you sort of retracing your steps uh, again and visiting venues that you played last time, or are you putting in some new venues as well at the same time? Or We're, we're putting in... Um, Probably three times the amount of last year, but we're doing, um, I think, almost all of them except for maybe a couple. We're doing repeat. Okay. This year. Uh, and Barrick, obviously, you did you visited last time at the Barrels Ale House, and looking on your your Facebook page, looked like you had a good night the last time. We did. We had a great time. We met some friends that uh, ended up going up to uh, uh, Edinburgh with us, and uh, we had a great time. I played. A nineteen thirty something Gibson guitar. Um, that uh, as I was playing it, I'm just kind of like, you know, this, the guy that owned it. His name is Dave. He says, you know, the last guy that uh, that played that guitar was Mark Knopfler. <laughs> and, <laughs> and <I> was, oh <laughs> man! <laughs> as your fingers withered away, yeah. and <laughs> like I know that guy. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Um, so, any highlights so far on the tour? Oh, yeah, definitely. We played um, we played songs f- from the shed, uh, which is uh, videotaped in a shed that makes this room look big. <laughs> um, it's just it's uh, it's John's garden shed in his backyard. Right, it's fantastic. Um, and just a couple of weeks before us, um, the Alabama three, three. Oh, yeah, had yeah. been there, yeah. so that was kind of neat. Um, How do they all fit into a little shed? <laughs> very tightly, very tightly, and they they sounded great. They played. Uh, I looked at the video. They played that show from the intro of the Sopranos. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Woke up this morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Excellent. And uh, then right before that, we were in uh, in Brighton. Played a show with Sam Baker. Okay. Um, played a show in London with Eric Taylor. Um, so it's been good, and we got upgraded when we rented our car. So we're not driving a panda this year. Excellent. <laughs> and how do you find drive? Uh, do you do the driving, or is it, yeah, you're joined by Jess here, who's so you're navigating Jess. <laughs> <laughs> how do you find driving over here? Then is it? Uh... It's all right. It's all right. It takes a little bit of getting used to, and I find that during rush hours, like we found ourselves on the outside of Newcastle last night during rush hour, and that gets a little stressful for me because everybody knows exactly where they're going except me. <laughs> You know, so everything is moving very smoothly in and out of roundabouts and round corners, and then I'm like, oh, no. And uh, so that gets a little bit white-knuckled for me. But um, otherwise, otherwise, it's, it's, it's all right. Good, good, good. Now, you have a new album out called Nowhere. I do. Um, how did that come about? How did you go about writing it and recording it? 
Oh, well, writing it. I, I, the writing took place over the course of about, about a year. Um, I'd been living with um, uh, some friends of mine, some other musicians, and it um, started writing. It took a few road trips, wrote in the car, you know, things like that. And uh, and then I, I, the way that the songs turned out, they they just just seemed really kind of barren in their f- not I should say barren. They they felt quite lonesome, I guess. And um, so I decided that I wanted to make the record as stripped down as possible and not do a bunch of overdubs. I didn't want a bunch of compression on it. I didn't want a bunch of reverb, you know, things like that. I just wanted it to sound as though it were me and these two other guys standing in a room with a microphone. And um, and we managed to do it. Most of the tunes. Uh, I don't know, a good number of the tunes are um, our first takes. And, you know, we, of course, went through then and did them 12 or 14 yeah, times more. Back to the but first. it always ended up being the first one that we took. And uh, it was recorded with some friends with just a fiddle and upright bass uh-huh. in the mountains in Montana. Right. And uh, Just in your house or did you go to the studio? Or? A studio. Right. Um, I know a fellow out there who's got a, um, a studio near... Bozeman, Montana, right smack in the middle, um, and uh, he's got a studio in his backyard. And um, you open up the windows, and it looks over the Rocky Mountains. You know, and it's wow. pretty. It's, it, was, it was perfect. I, th- I thought for the, the the songs that we were recording to put on the album, I thought that everything for it was great. You could open up the door and smell pine, and but, um, excellent. Yeah, well, quite inspirational. And yeah, yeah. Good stuff. All right, so would you care to play us perhaps a tune from said album? I'd love yeah? to. Yeah? I'd love to. I'll play the title, or not the title track, but the um, the first track on the record. This is called um, Whiskey and Morphine. <clears throat> Whiskey morphine been good friends to me still I've been accused of keeping worse company the high times and the low times I've seen them all Likely won't reach for a Bible until death's knocking at my door. Sister, forgive me. I've had too much again. I thought I had redemption. Then the morning, it came creeping in. Women I've forgiven The ones that I despise They had one thing in common They both knew how to tell a lie To think about the future I fear those days won't come Cause I lost my heart to strangers now no one left to love Sister, forgive me I've had too much again Thought I had redemption 
in the morning It came creeping in Music's getting darker <coughs> Women are dancing slow Barrooms turn empty No place left to go <coughs> Sister, forgive me I've had too much again Thought I had then the morning came creeping in Sister, forgive me I had too much again I thought I had redemption Then the morning It came creeping in Lovely, lovely tune. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. As Josh quietly dies in the corner. <laughs> how do you, I mean, how do you stay healthy on the road? There's a question for you. Especially when you're coming up here and it's freezing <clears throat> cold and... Lots of vitamin C, zinc tablets, echinacea and vegetables. <laughs> but no whiskey and morphine, hopefully. Not, uh, a little hopefully. bit of whiskey, perhaps, when you get up to Edinburgh, but... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, strangely enough, last year when we came up, we... Uh, the uh, entire time in Scotland, uh, there was there there was no scotch, and in Ireland there was no whiskey. I find that hard to believe, but anyway. I know. I know. Did you try haggis? Well, no, we didn't. We didn't. The subject has been brought up, though. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it's actually very tasty. It, it's a lovely, lovely thing if cooked properly. You know, obviously yeah. there's good and bad in everything, but a good haggis is a very tasty right. I dish. Right. So. I would be, I, yeah, I would love to try it, but I'd like to try it right. I don't want to buy it off of a little food stand. No. Because no. I think that would be wrong. Yeah, yeah. No. no, go to a nice hotel or a restaurant somewhere. And, or yeah. a, I'm sure one of the bars you're playing will probably do you a good haggis neeps and tatties, as they say. So, uh, Aha. You know, turnips. Turn, yeah, Swede turnip. No. No? I see that. It's amazing. Like in... in um, the produce stands, yeah. turnips all over, you know, the, yeah, everybody, and beets too. We used to being Halloween, uh, and then all my listeners will be going, "Oh, not again!" Because it's one of my bugbears. But in in the UK, uh, kids used to carve out turnips or Swedes <clears throat> really? for, their, for their lanterns rather than pumpkins. And obviously, it's come over from the states that yeah. people carve pumpkins and stuff now. So wow. we used to have. Turnip lanterns. It was much harder to carve out. And stuff, I imagine because so. they're <laughs> much smaller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, wow. and it's a much harder fruit. It's not a fruit, is it? But you know, much uh, harder pulp inside it than a pumpkin. So, man, you really had to work it. You yeah, really did. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you deserve that. Northerners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how did you how did you start in this this business of music? Were you were you always a guitar player and singer or? For the most part, um, my my dad was also a guitar player and uh, musician, and uh, he um, he was uh, very active in our our church. In fact, he was a preacher, mm -hmm. and he um, we had uh, 
a church group that would go out every weekend after the service and go to uh, nursing homes and sing. And when I was five years old, um, I was able to go go along. And the first one that we had practiced on, and uh, we'd learned a whole bunch of old like uh, Carter family tunes and Johnny right. Cash tunes and mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, my first one, and they canceled it because the church group couldn't go. And so I talked to my dad. Apparently, the story goes, I don't remember it detail by detail, but apparently uh, I was able to talk my dad into taking me anyway. And so he played and I, I sang, and it just became a ritual kind of every weekend after after church we would do this. And from doing the uh, nursing homes, we started doing senior citizen centers mm-hmm. and, and lion's clubs and elf's lodges and moose lodges and small town festivals and um, just kind of came. And by the time I was nine, we uh, we made a record. And we made another one when I was 11. And at that point, we were probably playing upwards of three to four nights a week pretty right. regularly. And then when I was in high school, I started playing in coffee shops. And then later in high school, I started playing in bars right. with a band. Right. And uh, it just kind of continued on and on and on. And so it's, uh, I don't know, it's, when I think about it that way, it, it's almost strange in that it's something it was like my what I was assigned to do at a mm. young age, and, mm-hmm. and that's just what you do, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but if, I don't know. I like it. It's not a bad way to no. live your life, is it? So, no, not at all. And have you always been into the the sort of folk and country gospel side of things, or did you go through a teenage oh, rebellion stage, listening to Zeppelin <clears throat> or Abs- whatever? Oh yeah, Zeppelin and the Stones, and uh, Eric Clapton was the big one, um, but Stevie Ray Vaughan and. Uh, I, you know, I'm really glad that I did that rather than getting into like Collective Soul and Live and SOP and or, or <laughs> STP and stuff like that. Right. You know, I think I think it became because by listening to those people that I did, you know, it led me back into listening to like T Bone Walker and Muddy Waters mm-hmm. and Albert Collins and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and so because you were quite, I mean, to say quite near yeah, Dakotas. Because you're originally North Dakota, aren't mm-hmm. you? Which is not too far from the Seattle sort of grungy side of things. It's a few thousand miles probably, isn't it, in America? <laughs> but, you know, yeah. when you look at the map, it's there, isn't it's it? Right it's right there. <laughs> yeah. Compared to Texas or uh, right. that and, side of things. And, yeah, I mean, like, when I started, when I, when I first was getting into, you know, more popular popular music, you know, outside of, like, Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings, mm. um, which... I guess you can't call them not popular, but but uh, it was right when um, uh, like Pearl Jam and Alanis Morissette they were in it right after Nirvana had hit you know and everything uh-huh. and stuff and so that was really really dominant and I think a lot of it was just that I was really stubborn and everybody around me was like hey you got to listen to this you got to listen to this and yeah. I was like no I don't you know <laughs> I'm I'm listening to you know quite rebelling in your own <laughs> yeah because your dad was a police chief is that right a police chief and a preacher. Yeah, which must be well, quite a strange thing for a teenage musician. I would have thought to be really strange. But I mean, I, that, that was yeah, yeah. It was a little strange. But then when when I was fifteen, my my parents moved. Um, they they moved to South Dakota where they had grown up, and um, somehow somehow I was able to convince my my parents, mostly my dad. My mom would, if she'd have had it her way it would have never happened but when i was 15 i moved out and moved in with um, a brother who was five years older than me and and so for the most part 
my 15 on, um, I, I kind of, you know, got to do whatever I wanted to do, essentially. But I, I also had to pay my rent. And so I was going to school from 7.30 in the morning till 3.30 in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Then I would go from there, go directly to work. <clears throat> and there'd be band rehearsals in there sometimes, you know. And, right. Um, so I didn't, I don't know, it was, it was it, I wasn't totally under the th thumb of, of my policeman dad. Right. Okay. But... And and playing wise, style wise, and I notice it, you don't use a we call it a plectrum, a plectrum. pick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you always been a, a finger style player? Is this something that you're developing or? No, I, I pretty much always. It was um, I was in high school when I was listening, you know, list, starting to listen to all these different people, and um, at the time I was listening to a lot of Clapton, and um, you know he always had somebody like George Terry or. Albert Lee mm -hmm. you know, with him, you know, in like from 74 on, you know, he always had one of those hot shots with mm -hmm. him and stuff. So while he was playing, you know, like this, you know, then he had somebody else doing the behind him, you know. Yeah. And I was by myself in my basement apartment and everything. I didn't have anybody. And um, I had a four track, but I thought, you know, overdubbing, you know, was like, like I couldn't overdub something live, you know. So I f figured out the only way that I could make something sound like more guitar was if I played with my fingers and used essentially five plectrums rather yeah. than one. Yeah. So it was it was an interest. I don't know. It's just the only way I could make the sound that I wanted to. And and so do you do any of that style, like, you know, alternate thumb mm -hmm. picking and stuff like that? Do you do that a lot in your set? Or? I do. Yeah? Yeah. Would you care to demonstrate? Sure. I'll play you a tune. Yeah. Um... Not as hard as it seems. A little bit of time, well, that's the last thing that I need. Well, no, I wish time would blow by. Time's got a way of having its way with me. 
will know why Wish time would blow on by Well I can't take any more time with me Excellent. Very good. Thank you. <clears throat> Some lovely Florian letters if you have got a pick in your hand, which is it's, it's, uh, very well done. Thank you. How do you find touring in the UK compared to the States? Obviously, I mean, distance oh. is a big thing, but... Uh... Colossally easier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's... I mean, well, to, to an extent, it's... Um, you know, I live in Wisconsin, and and it, Wisconsin has the same square mileage as as the UK. Right. And so so last year, having not been over here before and not having an agent to set things up, uh -huh. you know, Jess and I booked the whole tour ourselves as we did this year too. But last year we didn't know that it was a bad idea to go from from London to Chester to Swanage to Liverpool, back to London, you yeah. know, and stuff. Like, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, so now we every, everything is much smoother, and, and so it's it, it's great. You know, we drove, I think, we'll have driven 50 miles today. Yeah, because you've just done. come up from Brighton, haven't you? And it, yeah. I thought you'd said Brighton, but it was right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that would have been last year. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been a hell of a drive. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, but no, it's it, it's it's much easier, and uh, I mean, granted, uh, travel costs are you know a bit bit more, mm -hmm. but um, but with the ease of being able to get from place to place, it's much like touring in New England, right. in the states. You know, just just being able to go from somewhere in Vermont to somewhere in New Hampshire to somewhere in Massachusetts. Right. It's you know that is I prefer that much more. Um, in May this last year. We did a tour out to the northwest of the states, and on that, you know, all the way out to Seattle and back and down through Colorado, and mm. and on a tour like that, you're driving 350 miles a day, yeah. and then right. you have to play. <laughs> yes. So, and, and how do you find uh, the audiences over here compared to America? Do you have to change the way you present yourself, or no, no, there's no change. Um, do you, how how many American listeners do you think you have? Um, a few, <laughs> <laughs> mainly in uh, I'm trying to think Nebraska and Iowa. I think. Are wow. Right. Okay. So, well, <clears throat> they're really good audiences. I heard. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nebraska, and, Nebraska, and Iowa are actually just like they are here in the UK. Incredibly appreciative and and very welcoming. And um, it's uh, I don't know. There's a Again, I guess it's kind of like New England too. That we, there's just more, more support, I think, for for this kind of thing. Right. Um, and I I really have no idea why, um, but uh, it's I just find that the shows are better attended. Right. Um, people are are more willing to come out to a show and pay, you know, a small ticket price to come out to a show rather than sit at home and watch the X Factor or mm. American Idol mm. or something like mm. that. Um, which, you know, I think is, 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 I don't know, it's it's like a virus. Those shows are, in my opinion. <clears throat> yeah, but, I don't think you'll find anybody disagreeing with you there, but... Uh, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, do, do you think that uh, being American in America, perhaps, it's, you know, it's harder for you to get appreciated because there are more American singer-songwriters where, you know, 
a guy from England comes over. If I went over to America, people would go, oh, yeah, from England, and that's... Probably. You know. Probably. I'm sure there there is some kind of a, a novelty in that. <clears throat> um, because really, I mean, in, in America, and especially if you go into a place like Chicago or New York or mm-hmm. any of these big, big metropolitan areas, even where I live in Madison, um, you can go anywhere any night of the week and and throw a, a ball and mm-hmm. hit a guitar player. Yeah. I mean, that's they're they're yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And so I suppose that's you know that probably could yeah. definitely be a factor in it. Yeah. And, and what about uh, touring in Europe and things? Do you, do you find it, you get on all right over there? You're going to. You've got Scotland, Ireland, and then you're going over to Holland, aren't you, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Is it, have you been there before as well? Or We were there on holiday last year, but right. we didn't... Um, uh, this will be the first time there in a guitar-playing right. format. And I, I have a number of friends that go there and, and love it, and they, they tell me amazing things. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really excited. I, I, I have had fantastic luck um, with like record sales and things in, in the Netherlands. Um, I am... I am um, afraid, hopefully, hopefully I won't have to drive there because ju- just riding in a car in Holland made me nervous. All the bicycles. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, well, at least it's flat. You can see for miles. You can see. It's kind of like being in North Dakota. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like when your dog, when your dog, you know, runs away, you can watch him run for three days. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's still going. <laughs> and have you, have you been... Uh, Influenced to write any songs while you've been over here and stuff? Has anything? Yes, I'm not sure what happened, but we were staying near near Leicester, and okay. um, I wrote a tune one morning before breakfast. It was the first tune I'd finished in almost a year. <laughs> right. So that was great. Excellent. Yeah. yeah good. I'm glad that we. So something. <laughs> something yeah, I don't know. And I have to pick one. I have, one of your tracks has a has a line about drinking shitty beer, so. It's on Sixth Avenue, I think it is, and it says you were sitting, oh, there, yeah. sitting drinking shitty beer. That's right. So uh, I wondered if you'd drank any good beer while whilst over here. Oh, absolutely. Been... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't. Uh, I hadn't had any, and we were in in just a little random place. We had a night off about two weeks ago, and we were down near Bath, and uh, we got to talking to a, uh, a fellow named Dan down at we were, we were, we were staying up above the pub, and. Uh, and he started talking about English ales, and and uh, in Wisconsin they make a lot of beer, and a lot of really good beer. It's t- but it's totally different than an English ale. You know, mm. it's totally different. And and he was telling me how you know that's not right. You know, this is right. Yeah. And I tried to argue with him for you know a, five minutes, and uh, he bought me one, and I took a couple drinks of it. And I was like, oh, you win. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so. I mean, a lot of I mean, there's a lot of macro or micro breweries as well now. So no doubt, mm-hmm. everywhere you go, you'll find little. Yep. Yeah, we actually played. Um, we were down uh, near Swanage, right. and uh, this place called the Square and Compass. And the beer that they have there is brewed by the manager's um, wife. Right. And uh, it's just great, you know. You go everywhere you go. It's something different excellent changes almost as much as the accent you know <laughs> yeah which you're, you're gonna have fun with i think you play as i say you're playing in ashington tomorrow night at the folk club mm-hmm. um tickets are five pound i think on the, available on the door i would think so yeah. so uh, get yourself along 
to see Josh there. Are you, do you join up with other musicians when you're there? Do you, do you ever? <coughs> um, yes. Uh, this let's see. Down in um, in uh, in Sussex, uh, there's a fiddle player named Johnny Wig that I get to play with when we're down there. And um, in Ireland, I'll be hooking up with a fellow named Ted O'Connor. He's a percussionist. Right. And uh, so as much as I can, you know, you do that. Because obviously the, the, the sound of the fiddles and stuff, you go to the right place, aren't you? Ireland and Scotland and stuff like That's that. Right. Good, great, great fiddle players. <clears throat> so you're on t- uh, tonight at the uh, Barrels Ale House, isn't mm-hmm. it? The Ale House, down near the bridge there at Berwick. Uh, you're on about nine o'clock-ish? I think so, yeah. Something like that, so get yourself along there. You can listen to the rest of this show for a, for a little bit and then nip down there. And then tomorrow in Ashington, uh, then you go up into Scotland for mm-hmm. a, a week, something like that, and then across to Ireland. We've got quite a few listeners in Ireland, so we'll just go through. Uh, you've got Kildare, Wexford, Galway, Camus, I think it is, Rose Common Town, Dublin, Galway, and... Some other places. <laughs> You've yeah. got about eight, eight or nine places. There's one I couldn't actually think how you how you said it. So, Connemara, uh, I think. There, there is a there? Connemara in there, no. but it wasn't the, that wasn't the one I was thinking oh, of. It no. was. It looked like Nyam or something like that, which is Neve, isn't it? But it, right. it could be. I don't know. Apologies to our Irish <laughs> listeners. You know. <laughs> so um, play us out with one more right. tune, if you would please. I would love to. Thank you. The wind's blowing cold As far as I know Back where I'd rather be But on the highway tonight There's been no one for miles Just those shining eyes That stare from the side You're on my mind The last thinking about that time Stayed up all night Or you were telling stories And I was telling lies Trying not to show That I wanted you to know For such a long time You've been on my mind Within a thousand Miles in a few more days of just a small price to pay, everything will be alright. Try to realize what I know inside that I I'm on your mind. But now the miles seem so long. Choices all seem wrong, you know I wonder What have I done? Just remember what I said No matter where I am No, you always You're on my mind 
few more days of just a small price to pay Everything will be alright I try to realize what I know inside that I I'm on your mind Thanks so much, Josh Hardy, who's uh, touring at the minute. You can see him in Berwick tonight, Ashington tomorrow, and you can buy his album there, I'm sure, at the gigs and online. At Absolutely. joshhardy.com, is it? That's it. Yeah, excellent. Go out, buy that album called Nowhere. It's available wherever you are. Thanks very much, Josh. Thank and you. And yes, of course, uh, for coming in today. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>